scripture reading for today is from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 14, beginning with the 13th verse. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves. And he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Good morning, Davidson. I'm the Reverend Brad Hinton, the pastor of missions and involvement here at DUMC. As you know, I am new here, uh, so before I jump into the sermon uh, with us, I want to say uh, how honored I am to be serving here with you. I believe that God has called me to this place to work alongside as we continue to be equipped by God to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world. And I'd like to echo the words that Paul said when he wrote to the church in Rome when he said, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed throughout the world. For I am longing to see you, so that I may share with you some spiritual gifts to strengthen you, or rather, so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So I thank God for you, and I long to see you. So now for the sermon. Why? 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 I have a almost four-year-old this month, and I think that could possibly be his most favorite question. Why? The sky's blue, Seth. Why? We have to do this, Seth. Why? Well, because this is what we need to do now. But why? We need to do this now, Seth. But why? 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 One of his favorite questions and I do everything in my power to try and not say, because I said so. Never did I enjoy that as a child, so I try and not say that now. But it's this beautiful image of curiosity and wonder in the question 
of why, and especially with young kids. Growing up, my mom would tell me that I was not allowed to ask any more questions after 10 o'clock at night, probably because I had filled the entire day with questions. And as we get older, it seems like we lose this why. We lose the wonder, if you will, either because we know why or because we've decided that that's just how it is. So we live our life saying, here's where we are. Now, a neighbor to the question why is what? What does that mean? What does that look like? So this morning, as we reflect on the gospel lesson from the book of Matthew, I invite you to embrace the wonder, to embrace the why. Lean into the scripture and let it speak to you. I invite you to wonder. The passage opened with Jesus taking a moment to step back. He went to rest for a moment. Scripture says he withdrew. I wonder what he was thinking. Was he tired? What was his next plan? Of course, the crowd followed him, and it was a huge crowd. And when Jesus saw them, this huge crowd, he had compassion for them, and he cured the sick. Jesus came to them and healed them. And this reminds us of the nature of God. We believe that Jesus is God and Jesus had compassion. Therefore, God has compassion and offers healing. This is the nature of God. God is compassion. And the story continues. The disciples come to Jesus and say, there's nothing here. We're in this deserted place. What are we going to do? And there's nothing to eat, as a matter of fact. And it's getting late. And this huge crowd is here. What are we going to do? Send them away so that they can go into the town and buy something to eat. And I wonder if you heard it. Did you hear it? What the disciples said. Here's what they said. Send the crowd away. We, I mean the disciples, didn't want to have to deal with feeding the crowd. Was it even possible? They told Jesus there were only five loaves and two fish for how many people? The scripture says 5,000 men besides women and children. So let's imagine for a moment if half the men were married and had one child, 5,000 men plus 2,500 women plus 2,500 children, 10,000 plus people, a huge number for five loaves of bread and two fish. The disciples must have felt that sinking feeling in their stomach as there was not enough. There was a major problem that was brewing on the horizon. I imagine the disciples were thinking, what are we going to do? Jesus is probably going to make us serve them first, and then I'm not going to have anything to eat. And there's only five loaves and two fish. There is no way the 12 of us are barely going to get anything to eat, let alone this 10,000 plus people. 
No, Jesus, not my problem. Send them away. We see ourselves in this passage. What did the disciples do? They wanted Jesus to make the problem go away. Send them away, he said. The disciples, that is. Send them away. The same people, the very same people that Jesus had just had compassion for and healed. Now we, I mean the disciples, wanted Jesus to send them away. And this is what we do as well. We don't want to deal with it. We say, not my problem. I can't help. I don't have the skills for this or this, the resources to be able to help. I don't have the time or experience. I don't have the extra cash or the desire to invest in this. The disciples were in a stressful situation and they did not know what to do. And they wanted the problem to just go away. So how do we react during stressful situations? Sometimes just like the disciples. We want someone else to handle it. We want to go to sleep to the distraction or distract ourselves uh, from the problem. Or sometimes we work triple time to distract ourselves from the problem and Sometimes we procrastinate until the very last moment to avoid the problem for as long as possible. Sometimes we get so angry at the problem that we start lashing out at one another. And sometimes we are frozen in fear, so overwhelmed that we don't know what to do. The disciples were in this stressful situation and they just wanted it to go away. And so much we can understand the disciples' response because we ourselves respond the very same way. We want Jesus to send the problem away, even it's the same people that he had, he had just had compassion for and healed. And then, of course, we ask ourselves this question of wonder, so what did Jesus tell the disciples? He told the disciples, we're not telling them to leave. We're not sending them away. We're going to feed them. What do you have? So they gathered what they had. Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, and he blessed them and broke them and gave them to the disciples. And he asked them to serve the people. The scripture this morning is a reminder to us about our calling to serve. God calls us and then equips us with what we have, even if it only seems like a little, and then sends us out to serve. The disciples reacted out of fear, but Jesus called them to respond out of the compassion that he had offered and so often, we react when something happens. However, Jesus is reminding us that it's not for us to react. Instead, we respond. To move from fear to compassion. And the scripture shows us 
a time when the disciples were reacting to scarcity. And Jesus equips them to go and serve. In America, I think we have what I call bootstrap theology, meaning that we believe that we can do anything if we just lace up our bootstraps tight enough, we're going to be able to do it. However, it wouldn't have mattered how tightly the disciples would have pulled the straps on their sandals. They themselves would not have been able to provide for the crowd. It was through Christ that they were able to provide and lean into the compassion that Christ offered. Today, we find ourselves in a world of scarcity with disrupted supply chains and out-of-stock items. And my hope for us in reflecting on this scripture is that as we find ourselves in a season of scarcity, be it now or whenever that is, or in a season of unknown as what's going to happen next, my hope is that would we, we would not put our hope in our own ability to bootstrap our way. Instead, may we put our hope in Christ, who offers compassion and provided. It's not all about us and what we can do. It's about Christ working in us, equipping us to go and to serve And yes, we have a responsibility to respond to our faith as Christ equips us to serve. The disciples said, send the crowds away, and I am so grateful that Jesus did not send me away. Instead, Christ had compassion for me, heals me, and offers himself. So today in the chapel, as we celebrate communion we will encounter Christ who offers himself for us. Christ made a way. He didn't send us away. Christ invites us to the table and feeds us. And the scripture says, all ate and were filled. What hope? All ate and were filled. So be filled with compassion and hope that Christ offers. Be filled with love and forgiveness. Be filled with grace and peace. And listen to God's calling in your life to be equipped to go and serve. And don't send the crowd away. Serve them. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.